Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long distance besties everywhere. And the readers of Entertainment Weekly, thanks to all our new listeners for tuning in. I'm Ann Friedman. And I'm Amina Tussauds. I mean, what are we going to talk about today? Well, Anne, on the agenda today, we'll be talking about the Supreme Court and the Hobby Lobby case, why Ruth Bader Ginsburg is the best. We'll be discussing the song of the summer, new pelvic exam guidelines, obviously. And as always, there'll be a This Week in Menstruation update. And maybe a few other requests from people on Twitter. Oh, yeah. We always (laughs) take requests. We do. I mean, we filter requests. This is at the end of the day. This is our show. We're (laughs) dictatorial. Oh man, Hobby Lobby. I just got done writing about this and I'm still a little perspired. Do you want me to break down for our audience what the Hobby Lobby case is about? Please do. I would love it if you did it instead of me. You know, since everybody on the internet has a law degree, I'm eminently qualified to explain this. I personally have a degree from Law and Order University. So, Internet you. <laughs> Hobby Lobby is, um, for those of you who don't know, this for-profit corporation for crafty bastards that wanted an exemption from part of the Affordable Care Act because the owners allegedly say that it's against their religion. So, Wait, what's against their religion? Birth control. So the owners are specifically willing to pay for certain contraceptives, right? And like every good member of Internet U, I've been reading a lot about this. And the thing that made me laugh the hardest was like Justice Alito's, like when he was writing the majority, kept saying how he had, you know, like no trouble concluding that that this insurance coverage like burdens the owners of Hobby Lobby because of their religion. Basically, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago, we learned that um, corporations are people and now we are learn we have to learn that they also have religious beliefs that's completely nuts to me you know and the other thing that's kind of that's really interesting about this case is that it just like really drives home that these people these people being a lot of christian conservative people just don't believe in science and don't care you can't assert that abortion is immoral and then the specific type of contraception that hobby lobby doesn't want to pay for is also a form of abortion it's complete garbage samuel alito has two children and has been married for like 30 years somebody is using contraception or else like not having sex (laughs) like maybe it's the latter but it's sort of like even you rely on this i mean and i i fall into this trap as well where it's like you know we make this a conversation about women because women have to uh Uh, face the consequences of sex in a different way when they have sex with men. But it really is annoying. Like reading that, I was like, you know, wow, like maybe your life would have been pretty different, Sammy Alito, if you'd had like 12 children. But I I retracted. Sammy Alito? Because that's. I did. I did do that. Um, And I retracted that tweet after I realized that Justice Scalia basically has like 12 children (laughs) and has done just fine. (laughs) But, you know, personal choice. The point is, like, maybe. Mrs. Alito 
forgive me for not knowing her name, did not want to have one million children and just maybe going to go out on a limb here. She used some contraception. And just maybe like that is something that everyone who isn't married to a wealthy law professor might need insurance coverage for. Right. It's uh, what did that crazy conservative man say? He just always annoys me whenever people retweet him. I know that the one that he seems kind of reasonable, but he's still a blow. Oh, Eric Erickson. Oh, I quoted this in my column. Oh, his tweet was nuts. He was like, my religion trumps your right to employer subsidized consequence free sex. Right. Well, and he put right in scare quotes. Consequence free sex. What is wrong with these people? I only like it when the sex comes with punishment. Like, what? No, I mean, this is a very common, like, you know, like um, my Catholic conservative father would always be like, I'm pro-choice. You decide whether or not to have sex. That's your choice. And it's sort of like... <laughs> Big Terry. I love it. I mean, it's, I mean, seriously, like this notion that, um, first of all, the only people who need contraception are sexually active women. Like men don't derive any benefit whatsoever. And, you know, the consequences are to be borne by women alone once they choose to have sex. Like that's just, I, is like, I mean, on one hand, it's true. Yeah, I do choose to have sex. Like, it is a choice. <laughs> you know? Yeah, make, um, make sure it's full of consequences, Anne. I mean... Oh. You know, it's crazy. The other thing, too, like, when you have a degree from Internet University that's kind of annoying is I personally really hate the 5-4 Supreme Court decisions because it's just this reminder that we're so divided on very, 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 very basic questions. And that makes me really annoyed. I trust that you obviously read Ruth Bader Ginsburg dissent because it was so salty. And I mean, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. You know, she like she's the only person there that gets it. Like, I want nine of her on the Supreme Court. And then maybe but like we'll highbrow get salty, the hardest kind of salty. I know she's like the court. I fear has ventured into a minefield. Sing it, sister. Also, can we just talk about the silver lining effect of uh, of this decision, which is Ruth Bader Ginsburg trending and getting like all kinds of attention that she deserves for what is a stunning dissent. Oh, uh, you know, that I've is, always been on the side of RBG, the notorious I know. RBG. She's the best. You bought me my notorious RBG t-shirt. Oh, she's so good. Part of it is just fatigue, too. Like, oh, another restriction that seems kind of minor that will probably mostly affect poor women. Like, it's just how many different things in the realm of reproductive insults <laughs> fit this category, you know, where it's like, oh, no one's taken away your right to an abortion. What are you getting so upset about? No, totally. Or everybody kind of being on the side of this, like, Christian family who owns Hobby Lobby, right? Because the whole linchpin for it for this decision too is saying that they're a closely held company which a lot of people just confuse to mean that they're a small company it's like no 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 these people have a lot of power and a lot of money closely held does not mean small and this is going to have repercussions for us like across every industry i'm just really over it with people who don't like don't like science Ugh. and that's something that you know the um the sort of uh the Obama administration attorney who argued this case, whose name is escaping me right now, um, you know, the whole science wasn't at issue at all in the oral arguments. Like the administration decided to not even go after the fact that this objection is in no way rooted in science. Like if they were like, you know, we believe, um, you know, the sky is green and we're going to set all our policy according to that or whatever, equally unprovable or like demonstrably false fact, 
they could have. And like, you know, that was like the, the administration was like, eh, we're not really going to challenge you on the facts, uh... um, which I, I did. I mean, I, I only went to Internet U for my law degree as well. So I don't actually like I can't comment on the merits of that decision. But it was pretty frustrating. I remember even when it was argued to be like, wait, you're just going to let that one go like completely. It doesn't matter at all whether your religious beliefs are in contradiction of science. This is obviously going to play out for the next couple of weeks, you know, but it's just like another one of those minor seeming things that turns you into a paranoid internet lady and you're like, they're always coming for our rights and our uteruses. Oh, the court I fear has ventured into a minefield full of slut-shaming geezers and religious extremism. Oh, one thing's clear. This fight isn't over. We gotta stay I also went to together. Internet U for medical school, what? and I just read a study <laughs> that says uh, that says basically pelvic exams are useless. The experience of having cold duck lips thrust inside your vagina and cranked open and then getting swabbed like doesn't really do that much. But like, if you are a care. woman, anecdotally, you kind of suspect that this is true because. <laughs> <laughs> It does absolutely nothing except for make you really uncomfortable and you realize that there's been just like they used to do this exam, this exact same technique on your grandma, you know? I mean, swabbing is very last century. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's awful. They just like and also very paternalistic, right? Like most women go in for that exam so that they can get birth control. I've been on birth control since I was 11. I don't really need to hear this right now. It's awful. I mean, it was also really validating. Like if you've, you go in, you're right. You go into that annual being like, what is this really doing for anyone? And you kind of have like, you know, some cold metal and like a gloved hand up there for like two seconds. And then they're like, cool, bye. It feels like, you know, the most perfunctory violation. I I don't think I've ever had a positive experience at like a routine gynecological exam. No, never. They're always finding crazy crap up there. (laughs) You know, they're like, oh, this test is weird. I guess we're going to need to take a biopsy. Uh, we can't see in here. Uh, why? Oh like, why? Cervical your... biopsy. You know, like, Shuddering. Yeah, you know, but it's, I'm glad that the doctors are looking into this because most women know that, like, your yearly pelvic exam is basically garbage. Yeah, the quote from the Annals of Internal Medicine is uh, that the pelvic exam has become, quote, more of a ritual than an evidence-based practice. And I'm like, yeah, like a torture ritual, like a horrible, like, old-fashioned, yeah. So love that they are calling it out as that, but also... If you're a vagina doctor, it just basically means that you have job security forever and ever and ever. It's so true. You're going to have to see everyone once a year because they need their birth control, which may or may not be covered under the Affordable Care Act. Yeah, you know, I I really want like the vagina doctor who will get all of my money and admiration is the one who manages to make that exam just like less frustrating and terrifying. We've been going for years and it's it's still the highest source of anxiety. Yeah, can't they employ something like the airport body scanner where you just like right like a full walk body through MRI? A thing. Oh my god, where yeah. they are the reason that like healthcare costs are skyrocketing. Please use or like uh, the put TSA on like an X-ray scan. diaper that like scans it. Yeah, you know it's well. So I asked one of our doctor friends this a long time ago. Um, shout out John Hoover. 
<laughs> I was like, which of our doctor friends? We have like one. I mean, you know, <laughs> our, our handsome, creepy doctor friend, John, <laughs> said he's not creepy at all. But I asked him this, why there has been basically no innovation of technique here. And his answer was something along the lines of when something is wrong in that part of your body, like a doctor's hand basically is the best way to tell. Can that be true? I don't want to buy that slash I might have been drunk when we were G-chatting, so I'm going to have to go back to the tapes. But also, surely we can have a better way to deal with this. Is my son's birth control? I am on the pill. What I got to do, what I got to do to him. Stop up in the club, everybody like who them? Girls, girls, me and my girls. What you done did? I need some referrals. Motherfuckers know I'm the shit legit. And if a motherfucker doubt, he can suck my dick. I tell him everybody else is my opposite. I'll put him on the gang, give him 5%. So, also, I feel that people have been tweeting questions at us that they want us to answer. Topic requests. Topic requests. Agenda requests, yeah. Even better. Hmm. One of them was a World Cup check-in. Oh, yeah. So, World Cup check-in. World Cup has been great. Yesterday was a really, really, really hard day for me because um, Nigeria and Algeria were eliminated, and they were the last two African teams left in the tournament. Nigeria obviously has a very special place in my heart because my family lived there for so long. But they're playing France, which is like my other home. So, so like Sophie's choice. On the other hand, too, it's been something that's been kind of delightful to watch is I remember the World Cup 94 so, 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 so well. And how at least watching from overseas, it seemed like the U.S. team was a huge joke, you know, and, and the role of soccer here was also a huge joke. And seeing how, and and I don't know, you know, if it's going to be here to stay or not. I'm reading all these think pieces about it. Like, well, soccer finally, well, like, is this the year? You know, jury's still out, but the team is a lot better. And it's been really fun to watch, like, communally with Americans. So who knows? Great. I'm glad you tackled that. Maybe I can have an opinion on something next. (laughs) I mean, sports metaphors. This is the best I can do. You can still tackle in soccer, right? Don't they do it with the feet? Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wait, so are you not watching the World Cup at all in London? I mean, I, much like in America, it's sort of unavoidable. Like, it's just, I find myself in rooms or bars or wherever where it is on. So, like, when you were talking about Algeria, it was like, pretty cute team. Really liked their pink shoes. Like, I am that stereotypical about it. And Um, they're fasting. It's Ramadan. Have some decorum. I mean... They look really cute while fasting, too. Like, is is it so wrong to say that? (laughs) Like, I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I just objectify them all. Or I root for whatever team seems to be sort of at an economic or like, um, like world cultural political disadvantage. Oh, my God. We don't need your pity. But you know what? We'll take it. It's not pity. That's like that's like a general like wanting to show allegiance with the group with like, you know, that doesn't have I don't know, some kind of geopolitical dominance. <laughs> it's not pity. And Friedman's I mean, my fandom doesn't mean shit. Like I think that's what we've established. I'm gonna make you a t shirt that says that. My fandom My fandom mean shit, don't mean and shit. And at the back yeah. I'll just write out everything you're not participating in. Game of Thrones, World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, those are my two chief offenses. Although I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff. Anyway, what else do people ask that we talk what about? I think there was people a- ask us. Um, yeah, El says, please mention that birth control isn't a straight person's problem. Yeah, duh. Already tackled. Check. 
Snapchat and or mentorship and or the trendiness of rosé. I love how all-encompassing this is. I like the idea that, like, you are hanging out and mentoring someone while Snapchatting with a glass of rosé in one hand. Like, maybe this is someone just describing, like, her life to us. Yeah. So I no longer use Snapchat, so I feel like I am not the core audience for talking about that. You don't even look at them. No, you just yeah, I, delete, I deleted it from my phone, um, like, months ago. So, wow, so all my Snapchats have been going into the void. Yeah, pretty much. Don't worry, they're all signs around London that just say humps. That's all my Snapchats <laughs> are. Humps, humps for yards, double humps, humps in mo- both directions. That's just like all my Snapchats. Maybe I'll what, re-download it and double check. Has Instagram Direct replaced it for you? Oh, you yeah, know, my Instagram Direct feed is on point. <laughs> oh my God, speaking of apps, we both signed up for the new emoji-only network networking i don't know conversation app what is it going to be yeah this i thing have called no it. idea i you know i just love squatting on a username i mean and herein lies the problem so this thing is called what emojily emoj dot li emojily unclear Ugh. what's your username uh lightning bolt scissors lightning bolt that's crazy what's your username um mine is uh Praying hands. What's the American word for aubergine? <laughs> well, did you? Okay, Wait, so what is it? so it's eggplant. Eggplant. <laughs> I always get that wrong. Ugh. But did you watch the video on the emoji.ly site? No. Uh, so there's a video where it's like, you know, your username can be any emoji, like aubergine. Why is there an emoji for aubergine? We don't know. And I was like, is this a joke? Like you, you oh literally picked the only one where we know the meaning. We no, know the I meaning because it's. It. Uh. Let's see. What else? Appreci. What are we appreciating right now? You know, I'm really excited that it's 4th of July weekend. I love 4th of July weekend. It's the best. It's second to Thanksgiving for me in the pantheon of like great holidays because there's no religion. There's no gift giving. There is too much drinking. And also everybody dresses ridiculously in American flags. Now this conversation about things I'm missing just continues because obviously I'm also missing that. Although I guess I could like attempt to have like a solo barbecue here or something. Yeah, you know, try it. Maybe convert some people into knowing how great America is. You know, like a good 4th of July barbecue is great. Specifically if it involves like water and a good makeout and some rosé, you're on board. (laughs) I mean, I'm a vegetarian who's very angry at, like, the American legal system right now, so I don't know that I'm the best ambassador (laughs) (laughs) for the barbecue America-loving. Are you (laughs) traipsing all over Europe slandering, like, our great nation? Because here's how I feel about this. We, you and I can talk about how dumb Hobby Lobby is and how ridiculous everything is, but don't let those other people know, please. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not slandering. I'm just, I'm just being. Okay, I'm just I'm being real. I, you know, you have to be a really good representative of America. 
I don't Listen, know. I don't so know what the, to tell you. Like when those other countries get a civil rights movement, they can talk to us about stuff that we do wrong. I mean, the Glastonbury Festival was televised on the BBC, and I'm feeling a lot of cultural superiority right now. So don't worry. I was like, Kasabian is your headliner? Bye. <laughs> like, like, I, I don't actually need to defend America to you people. Oh, my God. Speaking of music and Kasabian, you know, I guess the other reason that I like Fourth of July is that it's, it's the weekend where you basically can tell beyond a shadow of a doubt like who the strong contenders for song of the summer is and I'm, I'm happy to contenders? report that on on this side of the world Kasabian is not relevant <laughs> oh I mean I know Kasabian is relevant nowhere <laughs> like what is this 2006 I'm lulling well so let me hit you with the headline in America we are having a great time and Everything is heating up, right? Because here's the thing about Song of Summer. It could be anyone. Be like a tiny pine-sized powerhouse. It can be some sort of EDM all-star, Norwegian pop duo, breakout Aussie rappers. Like, who knows? Field is wide open. The good news, too, is that we are not going to get any, like, Robin Thicke-style run to the top, like Blurred Lines last summer. It's just too late in the game for that to happen. Um, do you know that Blurred Line spent like 12 or 13 weeks at number one last yeah, year? Yeah, forever. Is, yeah. Um, and considering that Robin Thicke is a creepster and an asshole, like, don't want to have to deal with that. Although that seems universally recognized now. Like, like this new album, um, which is basically the most stalkery thing of all time about his ex-wife, Paula Patton, has has um, seemed to really kind of made it a made a dent in public opinion about Robin Thicke. Well, but he's not stopping. He's literally stalking her from the top of every rooftop. Ugh, dying to fire Robin Thicke. I mean, not stopping is the definition of being a stalker. Ah, it just, yeah, it just, like, will not stop. So, I personally, for me, would like Sia's Chandelier to be the song of the summer. I've been practicing the dance. Every time it comes on, I get really excited. Also, Sia is so hardworking. Uh, Sia is really hardworking. You know, Betty, who is putting in some really good work this summer, too. Um, I feel that the, you know, the Brooklyn slash hipster fave is obviously going to be the Robin and Roy Scott, like, do it again song. But really? I think so. That doesn't have, like, a sound of summer feel to me. I don't know. It, like, it grows on you. I feel like Song of the Summer has to work for day drinking and night partying. And that's why I can't endorse Do It Again. Listen, uh, try it. Try it and see what it does for you. <laughs> but obviously, you know, the the big contender here is obviously Iggy Azalea. She's competing with herself. She's on this, like, Ariana Grande track, uh, Problem. And 
That song is great. It also has like a serious saxophone riff, which is really important in song of the summer. Uh, otherwise, Fancy by Iggy Azalea is kind of perfect also. Been stuck in my head since May. Uh, I guess we'll see. We'll find out. Um, I'll try it out at my vegetarian non-America bashing barbecue this weekend. How's your period? What's going on in menstruation over there? Oh man, you know, menstruation is imminent in my personal life. Uh, but also, <laughs> but also, uh, I don't know. I kind of wanted to talk about this first moon party video, which is, as you pointed out, kind of one million internet years old. But it's very um, cute and relevant. I really like um, the company who does that. Which is basically all about like, what if this were a great thing that we all partied about rather than something that girls felt weird and gross about. Is that, a, is that a fair summary? That's totally fair. But I don't know. I mean, it's hard because I read lots of books, um, like young adult novels where like girls' moms were like kind of hippie-ish and very excited when they got their periods. And I was not jealous of those girls. I was like, Ugh, awkward. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so I feel like a, some sort of broader cultural change um, – I don't know. We need like all of the parents who right now are into like weird, terrible things like not vaccinating their children to like really get on board like hive mind style with making periods awesome. And then maybe, <laughs> and then maybe it would have some effect. We have to celebrate. No, we don't. Oh, it's family tradition. We're throwing you a first moon party. What the hell is a first moon party? Oh, it's one thing to lie to me, but to take that tone? It's on. Hi. Do you make vagina cakes? Hello? I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it, except that I'm really happy to not be a preteen right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it's awesome being a woman. <laughs> Adulthood, my favorite thing. Get on Sometimes our levels, I really do preteens. Think... Get on our level. Sometimes I really do think, like, I I just fucking love being an adult. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Uh, Speaking of, I am really ready to get out of here and drink some rosé and get started on watching soccer and living my life. So I'm going to sign off. And we should also tell people that you can follow us on Twitter at callyouryrgf and find us on iTunes and like us and review us and say nice things or say maybe not so nice things and we'll listen to them. Constructive criticism. We'll take it. Yes. Thank you. And uh, find all of our previous episodes at callyourgirlfriend.com. And I'll see you on the internet. I'll see you on the internet, boo. Love you.